This is a very sad day, and it has been a very sad week for Chip and Kylie, Sister Lisa, for neighbors, close friends, the youth of our community, friends of the Martins, family from Australia, Kylie's family. It's been a sad week and a very hard week. Let me offer a few answers to a few questions this morning, this afternoon. And the first question I want to ask and answer is this. Where is Heather today? This was a young 17-year-old youth of faith. Somewhere in our far distant past, there is sometimes a recollection from individuals that somehow taking one's life does not assure one the promise of salvation. It is absolutely erroneous. Neither the Roman Church nor the Anglican Church nor the Protestant Church embraces that as truth, nor as valid, nor is it scriptural. The fact of the matter is, we all have erred. We all have made sometimes disastrous mistakes. Unfortunately, Heather made a disastrous choice this past week for her and for all of us. The cost of that is incalculable and immense, but not with regard to her eternal life. We've heard again the words of Jesus today as we hear from time to time at funeral gatherings because the words are so succinct and they are so clear and they are so bold. I am the resurrection. I am the life. And he says, I go to prepare a place for you. Jesus never mixed up his promises with anything with embellishments. He simply, as he taught, let his yes be yes and his no be no. And so he simply says it like this, point blank. I will not leave you as orphans. I'm sorry, I want to find the right place here. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. A statement of clarity and assurance as we heard in the songs of praise offered in the last few minutes, as we've heard in the Psalter this afternoon, Jesus has taken Heather into his loving arms for eternity. It has been helpful to hear, for me to hear, even in recent years, a clarification about who takes us to death. It's not the Lord. The Lord does not take us away to death. Death takes us away to death. It's the last great obstacle for your life and for mine, whether it comes sooner or later. It is the last great obstacle. Death takes us to death. The great news and the bold declaration, not only of Jesus and of the Bible, but of the church through the ages since Jesus' resurrection is that, and Jesus takes us from death. Jesus rescues us from death. Jesus brings us into the life immortal 
Jesus brings us into eternity. Jesus has provided a place for us that where he is, we may be also. That is a bold declaration. It is a life-saving declaration. It is a word for Heather Claire Martin, an assurance of her well-being. It's a word for her mother and father and her family and for all of us. Jesus, with absolute clarity, heaven is real. I am there. I will come back to take you to be with me. You will be safe with me where I am. And not only you and me, but your loved ones who are gathered here as well under my banner and under my truth. First question, where is Heather today? We release her to heaven and to the eternal care of a loving and compassionate Lord, even Jesus Christ. The second question, what has been lost? Is it okay that this life has ended prematurely? If heaven is all that I have just said it is, if heaven is all that Jesus has said it is, what has been lost? Well, as I said at the beginning, the loss is incalculable to her family, to us, to the world. To say it in the saddest of ways, there are children that were to be born through Heather and her husband that will not be born. There's a husband who would have fallen in love with Heather and taken her to be his wife and she in love with him. And that will not happen. There was purpose and task for Heather to accomplish while she was living here on earth. Or you might even say continue to accomplish these purpose and tasks while she was living here on earth. That God intended for her and for her alone to accomplish while she was here. Those won't come about now. And only the Redeemer will be enabled in some way to repair that loss. I offer that question especially to the youth who are gathered here today. The family of Somerville is reeling from the recent death of a young man at Ashley Ridge, recent death at the fort, at the academic magnet downtown, and now the closest to home right here. And sometimes with that sort of trajectory, someone else gets the mistaken notion that for them too, perhaps this is the way forward to take their own life. You and I know what God would say about that. You and I know what the Lord Jesus would say about that. He'd say, ah, oh, no, I have plans for you. I have purpose for your life. I have tasks that you only to accomplish. You must remain here on earth. You're not here just to spin around. You're here to move my creation forward in a very specific and intentional way. Dear youth of this community who are listening this afternoon, for all of us, there is a vital purpose in your life. And it too may be to bear special children that only you can bear, to be fathers and mothers of these children, to be husbands and wives, 
and to be a part of this community or another community once your education has been completed to give and to make a difference. You could rightly say, and we cannot do it without you. It won't get done. It's in your hands. Never let the darkness or the pit or the despair ever feel so deep that there is not an answer that love and God and even friends can and will provide. We all wish we could have had a word with Heather on that Monday. A third question. What about your life and mine? How do we move forward? Especially how do Kylie and Chip and Lisa move forward? The temptation to be stuck in a rut, to somehow get so locked down in this one week and this one day that we are disabled and are unable to move forward. It can happen to a friend or a family member. But no, God has purpose for each of our lives as well. And what about us? We will grieve. We will continue weeping. We'll mourn the loss of a precious daughter, a precious friend, a precious child. And yet life goes on, doesn't it? I would remind you that there is sometimes a temptation for us simply to get rooted in this one week of memory. And yet Heather had 17 years of memories, 17 years of life experiences, 17 years of joys and sorrows, laughter and tears. I was moved uh, even yesterday at the Martins' home with an extraordinary collage of photographs brought there, quickly assembled and put on a massive board of photographs of Heather with her friends here, there, and everywhere. That's the way to lead us, youth. Remember Heather all 17 years not this last point of her life, but the whole continuum of her life, from infancy to childhood to young adult. And for you and for me, and we labor on and we move forward with our heads lifted up and our eyes and hearts filled with hope because the words of Jesus are true. The words of Jesus are true for Heather and for you and for me. I am going there to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. We may think, Lord, take us now. No, not yet. The Lord's thinking, I have plans and purposes for your life to accomplish. I love the thought, as someone has described life on earth, we are practicing for eternity. There's something to be learned here. For most of us, it takes us about 80 years to get it right, and we're free to go. For some of us, it's less long, and for others of us, it is longer. But we're here practicing for eternity. We're here to learn life's lessons. That's part of the purpose, too. This is an incubator for eternity. And the lesson to be lived and learned today is we look forward and we move forward into the future. 
having suffered a loss, and yet expectant, hopeful, joy-filled even, filled with love, filled with life, to complete our course on earth. Let me close with a word of wisdom from St. Paul. Paul writes to the church, to us, the body of Christ. If the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are to be pitied more than all men. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we release to your loving, compassionate care this precious child, this youth of our family, Heather. Grateful, Lord, that you are victor over death and that you have rescued her from death and brought her into life eternal. Dear Lord Jesus Christ, thank you for giving us life here on earth and thank you for giving us purpose and direction. Thank you, Lord, for not only wanting us but needing us to accomplish our work here on earth. May we never lose sight of that, Lord. And finally, Lord Jesus, thank you for your own death, which has accomplished all this for us, and for the gift of your Holy Spirit, which enables and directs and empowers our lives to this day. Thank you for all good things, we pray, in your holy and precious name. Amen. Amen.